0: Have you guys ever thought about how different men and women
1: are?
2: All the time.
0: Almost men, as different as women. Men,
1: as
2: as parents and their kids. Could you imagine um I don't remember John Ritter's character's a third name? Gender. Uh Paul yeah, I was gonna say, could you imagine Paul Hennessy being confronted with a non binary like part, like
1: he accepts like, polyamory in
2: the first two minutes of this episode? I, g- That's I guess he does. Like, I guess
1: he, he, was <laughs> he most, would take it. In str- that was the most subversive joke in this whole show. As long as she <laughs> knows, as
3: long as it's informed consent, it's fine.
2: Yeah. So, you, so know. I, you know what? Hell, you know what? Yeah, he might he might make some jokes if uh, Bridget uh, brought home an NB partner, but you know. Do you know what? He'd take it in stride. I guess is what I we're think,
3: saying. I think the millennial dad, like I accept, but have to dad joke cope with my kids and be partner jokes is like a very good, like millennial, like we should have, we should have this show, but with modern contemporary issues. Do we have that? Does that exist? And I'm there not sure. There should be about some sort sure of show about like a modern family. <laughs> Shut up, Travis. I literally said it right before you did. I got it in there. Play it back. Play it back. It might've been quiet, but I got it in there right I, before I, it you made be that hard. joke.
2: <laughs> it, we we <laughs> will have to go to the tape on that one
3: because from my ears, it's impossible to tell. Uh, I got it in there first. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. <laughs> so I've decided I'm going to start off this this podcast with the two most recent things that I've watched. Um, one of them being Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. No, it's just Eight Simple Rules.
0: Eight Simple, eight simple Rules for uh, Dating My Teenage Daughter.
3: Is that uh, recast everything that David Spade has been in with Kieran Culkin. Because no. they have the same corpy <laughs> energy and Kieran Culkin is just better at it. Now, David um, Spade
0: is a powerhouse of just raw comedy. Uh, yeah. Dude is, it is really well, funny to mention Kieran Culkin's maestro. Joe
3: Dirt. Yeah, hundred percent. Can you imagine that would have been awesome? That would have been amazing. No, it wouldn't. What? Yes, why? Wouldn't. Why are you? What do you have against Kieran Colgan? Why are you doing this to him? Nothing. I just think. I just think he could punch up some David Spade roles. That's literally what I'm saying. No, no.
2: David Spade roles are perfect for David Spade and David Spade alone. I would not. Yeah, David ask Spade doesn't else. have
1: David Spade doesn't have the mania that Kieran Colgan yeah. does. It's
2: perfect uh, yeah, to see David Spade
0: is mania. in something. You look at the name of the character that he's playing, and you're like, great. I know that I do not need to see this. That is oh. the role of David Spade, Wait, and that's that is I his I'm utility. Might, I think
3: I might become.
2: I think I'm going to become the David Spade defender today. Oh yeah. Okay. In that I don't have. I didn't have like great vitriol. I was mostly like, ah, oh, there's David Spade. Yeah. He's doing David
3: Spade. We do yeah. all- Tommy
2: Boy. Tommy Boy yeah. is a wonderful film.
1: Is Tommy it? Boy, good.
3: You're right. I do. mm. don't.
1: Don't ask me if I've watched it any time in the last That's, decade that was my <laughs>
3: next question Travis what was the last it time doesn't you saw Tommy Boy? it lives David. perfectly in my memory <laughs> because uh the last time I watched Tommy Boy was about five years ago and let me tell you let me tell you I don't know that you like it quite as much maybe you do Travis sometimes you sometimes you like stuff that I <laughs> liked when I was younger and don't anymore but um yeah Tommy Boy not for me
2: is this our first this is uh our first um uh comedy show where the dad is a sports writer right because i feel like or columnist because i feel like yeah. there's
0: <laughs> dozens dad's dad's on sitcoms be writing
2: sports for sure there's the dave Barry sitcom
3: hey travis is he a
2: sports writer in the in Dave's no i said world? or columnist i changed mm-hmm. to columnist, oh, or I columnist have okay. you thought yeah,
3: yeah. about having plucky kids and uh having people see hey. what their day-to-day life is like Travis? hey travis
2: are you ready to talk about your favorite thing in the world
1: in this episode uh, the Detroit suburbs where this is Close. set. Is
2: <laughs> no, no, no. What is the your lions? favorite thing to talk? No, you're closer with. You're, these are in the right neighborhood. Weird adult male friendships. No, no, no. Travis's favorite thing in the entire world to talk the about backgrounds of people. The set design. Of Travis's favorite. Th- would you like me to tell you your favorite <laughs> thing to talk Band about? Band posters. Okay, wait. Hold on. <laughs> like you're right. <laughs> Uh, you're, right, time out, was, you're right, There your was I did have a note There on
3: was that. a Blink 182 poster uh <laughs> your favorite Blink 182 jacket. Destiny's
1: <laughs> Child combo <laughs> should in should one we,
3: room. <laughs> every, should we
2: watch every episode of Eight Simple Rules and just do that? They just go back to the oldest? No. Your favorite thing, though the posters on the walls of bedrooms and in television shows is is a close second. Is talking about Detroit-based sports writers who write soapy, preachy nonsense. <laughs> okay, okay. Because do you know? Do you guys know what Mitch's
1: column was this I week? I have not well, seen a Travis. We'll talk about that in a sec. We're going to talk about that in a sec.
2: Eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter is a novel, or is is a was a book written by W. Bruce Cameron, Cameron,
3: who W. Uh, Bruce Campbell,
2: D- W. Bruce Campbell, W. Bruce Cameron, uh, who, author, columnist, humorist. Uh, do you know what book he went on to write? After this, he, the a uh, dog's uh, yeah series. he did he did the dog series the a dog's purpose Jeez a dog's Christ. journey a dog's way home that all of turned, those things that had
3: turned into a movie right not a show yeah a dog's purpose yeah yeah has yeah, got yeah.
2: turned into movies
3: yeah if it was turned into a yeah. show and then Matt would be this guy a gun is, with this three guy bullets sub
1: album
2: <laughs> um no uh this is as you know the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television program in existence. Every single one of them, which is what brought us all together, and which brings us here to you today. I am Ian Benson. Joining me as always, you make her cry, I make you cry, Matt Ciani. Hey, y'all. You use your hands on my daughter, and you'll lose them after. It's Travis Marmon. What up? My brother from another mother. Uh, and oh, he's to say. Sorry. And, 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 and certainly going to be bringing her home late. It's Stephen Doughton, so there will be no next date. Who is currently pacing around his apartment?
4: Hello, hello, hello.
2: Eight simple rules was, of course, formerly known or originally known as Eight simple rules dot 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 for dating my teenage daughter. Uh, I do not understand why the television program has an ellipse after the book does not. I would have to ask creator Tracy Gamble for the sort of um, philosophy of language that went behind that decision w, to Tracy add that. Gamble. Yeah. But, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I, we didn't have the time. But yes, it was an American sitcom that starred John Ritter and Katie Segal as middle class parents. Paul and Kate Hennessy, which is way too cool of names for who these people <laughs> are. <laughs> Paul Hennessy is what, like, someone would call Chris Paul on Twitter if he actually managed to make it to the NBA Finals and win. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's them raising their three children in, uh, in suburban Detroit. And, uh, it, uh, it focuses on Paul after he winds up in charge of the children after Kate takes a full-time job and the uh, comedic interplay between his strict rules about his daughters and dating. Uh, we'd like to welcome, of course, Kaylee Cuoco to the, as you know, all-star family after her performance, of course, in... What was the other show, everyone? Say it with me here. Charmed. Charmed. Shout
3: there
1: out Kaylee Kioko Right after this. This got canceled. She goes right to Charmed.
3: She has had a run of being on TV shows that is not matched by many. <laughs> she's just on TV shows. That is true. In a big like, way.
1: She has been successfully a consistently working actress for twenty years. Yeah,
2: I mm. guess that
3: is impressive. Yeah, but none but like shows that are in the public eye in a big way. I
2: bet she, I bet she's been in movies. I'm undoubtedly she has been in a movie at some point in her career. Couldn't tell you a single one. Nah don't mm, yeah. need to know same. Yeah. Like I can't think of a time where she appeared that and got can't stabbed that <laughs> by you know like in like a horror movie or anything like that, which feels like what it would be like.
0: All right, now I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So now I want to know how I see her. Phones? She's been in a lot of uh, movies. She was actually. in Virtuosity, you know that Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe movie. She was also no, I don't uh, know rats know that movie. Go to Paris. She was in Alley Cats Strike, the Disney Channel original movie. I remember not, the hell out of that movie. Not a movie though. I'm going to count it. Uh, Bratz' passion for fashion and Brat's genie magic. Uh, boy, she has not been in many movies. Oh, or like many, like I have not heard of these movies. Yeah, she's in the Road Chip. This is another voice role.
3: She's in a movie called Killer Movie. She's in a movie called Cougar Club. She's in a <laughs> mil-
2: she's in a million ways to die in the West.
3: Oh. Was
1: that one of the Sandler Netflix movies or the Seth uh, MacFarlane
0: horrible Western, Western, Western the Seth MacFarlane. From the guy who brought okay. you Ted, it says on the poster. It's the Seth
2: MacFarlane Western where at one point he runs into a barn and finds Christopher uh, Lloyd as Doc Brown with the time machine. And he's like, ah, ah, and then throws a cover over it. And you're just like, why, why God? Why have you forsaken us? Why indeed? Oh, Also, she's uncredited in that role. And it's only in the unrated version. <laughs> uh, so I'm not even gonna count that. Wow! Honestly.
1: So she has a deleted scene in that movie, basically. Yeah. Uh,
2: boy, really, really impressive how terrible her film career is, and I respect that deeply. But she has been she's been in like three Kevin Hart movies. What the hell? But uh, she's <laughs> on two television shows right now. So
1: yeah, she's doing she's great. The flight, what's
2: the one that's not the flight attendant? Oh, flight attendant would be your lead. Uh, she's Harley Quinn on Harley Quinn. A okay. good television program. She's I didn't the voice. That.
1: So she does a lot of voice roles. I didn't realize that either. Yeah,
2: yeah. Huh. She's really good as Harley Quinn on the. Uh, I promise it's actually secretly pretty fun. HBO Max animated Harley Quinn series where she is dating Poison Ivy, and um, it's uh, it's Bruce, it's Paul Din and uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim making a more like fun version of the doll. But that is not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about eight simple rules. Should, yeah. We're and succession, and I don't know, probably Tears of the Kingdom, so, and then okay. every now and then
3: we'll be like, right, 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 eight simple rules. Hopefully, we talk about Kingdom Hearts. I don't, I don't, I just
2: probably. Uh, well, let me figure out how to get us to Gravity Kingdom Hearts. Gravity Falls, we might wind up
3: talking about. Is that uh, is that a common one?
2: We're just what? thinking of things we like.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, John Rear's son is Jason Reeder. Yeah, I oh. mean
3: that's a little bit
2: of a stretch, but we'd get there. Don't worry, we'll get there.
3: Here's something. I'm going to get ahead of this one, guys early odd sitcoms with like an attempted laugh line every 3 lines is not an easy w- one for me to have an on brand take us home because every line is like a cheesy laugh line yeah uh, it's not it just it doesn't work the same way as a drama yeah it's okay you, yeah you just say just you say this though, every Steven.
0: time we do a we do a comedy and yeah that makes sense yeah. Just remember
2: Stephen, this episode was picked because of you. That's I did yeah. say simple. Yeah. Well no, and also it was because you forgot the bit. So I had to help redeem your pit, which is the only reason I picked the show (laughs) is because it was the only other television program I could think of that had the word simple in it. Did you know? And I did not know, and like divine providence, like divine (laughs) providence, (laughs) as if to reward me in that moment for it. We also get to welcome Nicole Richie to the As You Know All-Star Stable. When she sat, when she stuck her head up in detention in the finale, I said aloud, holy Shit! Like, <laughs> I truly like was like I can't believe it. I don't know the last time we've ever had someone in back-to-back back-to-back back to back episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. it was
1: like the weird deliberate one. I think we've done those. Yeah, we've d- we've
2: had a few. But this was this was happenstance. This was serendipity. <laughs> we certainly.
1: I don't think we've ever had someone do the reality and followed up with scripted series.
2: Uh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And also, this gives a me unique talent. This gives me an opportunity to, o- to only rectify. Shack has done that. I think. <laughs> Uh, uh, the unique opportunity to rectify an issue that I, um, I, 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 I brought upon us, uh, a, a thing I overlooked saying, which was I had this in my notes last week, and I forgot to mention it, which was when you're talking about how Nicole Richie doesn't do many things, she did appear on an episode of Lip Sync Battle. Mm. Would anyone here like to guess who she went up against in Lip Sync Battle? Paris Hilton? No. Like like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Matt is closer in that it is purely divorced from all reality. I cannot think of okay, a link.
1: So it's not Lionel Richie. Um, no.
2: It is it is so inexplicably different.
3: Can you answer my one question, Ian, which is is it a similar level of fame?
2: No. You know <laughs> you know who this person is, but I bet you don't know their name. But I oh. want to say it's sandwiched in between Tay Diggs versus Neo and the legendary Tom, Hi- Tom Holland versus Zendaya episode. Is, I'm going to say uh, the names? actress who plays
1: Flo from Progressive based on what you uh, <laughs> That's a great no. guess.
3: The, the, uh, that's, uh, that's a good uh, guess. The XFL player who put he hate me on the back of no. shirt. <laughs> <smart. laughs> no, Rod Smart. It is not Rod Smart. It's like people who I know who I don't know the name of. That's a very specific category.
2: Yeah, I I, um, I will give you a clue after this. If Matt's random guess, well, I guess he had Giuliani as his <laughs> random guess, <laughs> <laughs> which is what led you on. Um, probably in this crowd, best known for best in show, Eugene Levy, John no. Michael Higgins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Congrats, Travis! Wow.
2: But I also just want to know in what world, you know, like you know, Nicole. who's got similar energy? <laughs> Nicole Richie and that guy who played David Letterman on the made-for-HBO movie, the late, uh, the late uh, shift or whatever it was. The late like, shift, yeah. Please, he's the guy from Licorice Pizza that does the racist Japanese voice. He is the guy from Licorice Pizza who does the racist Japanese <laughs> voice. He is the guy from many things. He's that guy. You know, you would see him and go, right, yes. Ed Bagley Jr. said no to this role. <laughs> he was I love John Michael Jeopardy Higgins. I want season. to be clear. One of the most surprising, he's straight, actors of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was, I really loved the idea that they went up against each other. Also, uh, Lip Sync Battle had Kelly Cuoco versus uh, Josh Gad, which is an episode that I oh. will one day <laughs> um, be watching in hell. <laughs> Just on an eternal loop is watching Josh Gad. What did he sing? What did he sing? Does it tell Uh, me?
3: Something about a snowman and wanting to be warm. No,
2: he did How Will I Know and I touch Myself. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Matt, the episode right after that is your favorite episode of television ever. It would be Tim Tebow versus Nita Dump. <laughs> versus
3: who now? Versus who? <laughs> you said Nita Dump? Nita Dobrov <laughs> from
0: Vampire Diaries. <laughs> okay.
2: You know, the two sides of a personality. Yeah. Vampire Tim Diaries Timo. and Tim Tebow. Fuck like me. Every Jesus. episode <laughs> of Loosing Battle contains untold horrors. I don't know. I still fun, think
3: that is such a these fun are all, celebrity level to be the,
1: at. These are all just below. Nothing, nothing will beat Elizabeth Smart on The Masked Dancer to me.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. That is correct, but just looking at some of these
1: other it ones. Always, it like, should always
3: be Kermit the Frog.
2: <laughs> no, because that was fun. <laughs>
1: Elizabeth was, Smart fun. on The Masked
2: Dancer is the most deranged reality <laughs> moment I've ever seen. <laughs> Michael Shannon versus Rachel Bloom sounds like a delightful episode. Yeah, I, I would love sure. to watch that. How is Adam Arkin, how is this our first appearance with Adam Arkin? I is think it we've definitely covered, our first with him? I, I was checking and I couldn't figure out, I, I, like, I couldn't figure one where he wasn't in, or where he was in it, but I think he's actually like directed an episode that we've covered. Uh, I will say, I think this is going to be a pretty loose recap <laughs> section of the television <laughs> program uh-huh. since I watched it yesterday and by and large, it has left my brain.
3: But surely there's the synopsis. No. On a website. So, had anyone any relationship with this television program? I watched before? the show when it was out. Yeah, when I was wow when I was when I would have been ten. Yeah, I watched. Wow.
2: The show. Why? Did it hold up?
3: Because my parents put it on the TV. Why do you watch something? Like you don't 10? have to be like, skeptical.
2: I just want to know why, and as a ten-year-old, <laughs> you you were drawn to this. I was drawn to it. It was
3: on the TV, like okay, it, was just, it was there. Yeah, I yeah. would sit down in my living room and I for your favorite
2: program, it. Eight Simple Rules.
3: I did for have dating my teenage daughter among the sitcoms that my father watched. But
2: what was the exciting one when you're like, oh shit, we're watching this today? I mean, and I also want to know what it's was the to be.
3: It's not going to be fun. It's like, like, well, I, okay, because because the ones I would get excited for the were the ones that I liked, which were like that '70s show at the time, but also immediate <laughs> <A> qualifier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gosh, that show. I mean, it really did have a hold on me at a time of my life. I kind of liked just shoot me. It was a David Spade <sighs> kind of household. <laughs> uh th- are you Bad a rules bleak. of engagement head? Rules of, rules of engagement was rules of engagement was way too late for this era of ten okay. year old Steven watching uh sitcoms with uh, someone did I don't even remember
2: who it was. Someone I don't know, podcast or something Drew I listened Kerry to. Show? Did, did an impression of what they thought um rules of rules of engagement yeah. Yeah. was and, it, and it's just never left my brain. And it's just Patrick Warburton being, like, saying to David Spade, hey, you're just a horny little guy. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all it was. And that's, that's just ba- forever in my head. It's like, what is that no, show? Then the one it, where it like, is Patrick that.
3: Warburton's like, hey, you're just a horny little guy. I've never, <laughs> seen, I've never seen seen. Rules of Engagement was one of the horniest sitcoms on TV when it was on. It was re- they really were just like, we're just Sounds like good. what if what if our brand was married people who still fuck like that was really
1: Hey, I mean, it works for Married with Children.
3: Uh, giving me my fourth blowjob of the day. Uh, David Spade's mission. David Spade, wait. David, wait Patrick
2: Warburton. <laughs> David Spade blows Patrick Warburton four times a day <laughs> in Rules of Engagement? Why are we not actually talking did, about this television program?
1: David Spade is actually the one who did that fake podcast clip where they were like, I suck my man's dick five times a day. I make sure he serviced every second.
3: Is that fake? (laughs)
1: Yeah, because it it was like a it was it was a porn actress doing a because like this is a whole new thing in the social media sphere, which is like doing a TikTok where you pretend that you're in like a studio doing a podcast, and then just like this clip goes viral of like something you said, but it's just like truly just like a weird scripted two minute thing.
3: Did I talk about all of the ads all over Germany that say we're searching for you in German?
1: Are they the ones to say like "Wir sucking dicken or whatever? It
3: literally, just says "We're yeah, dick." Because yeah, I've seen those before. <laughs> all over the place. Like it just you just you're walking through <laughs> any train station, just says "We're sucking dick." Like,
2: and, and you're just like, "Hell yeah, Germany!"
3: It's basically just pronounced that way, but with like a little bit of like "Wir sucking dick." Like it's very <laughs> hell yeah, Germany. <laughs> what <laughs> are the it's ads for? It's I for like, like it's for like job search sites like indeed or whatever. Okay. It, it's for the, like We are LinkedIn. searching for
2: you has like almost big brother yes, like here. energy. Oh, okay. No, 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 we, like we that We hear for
1: you energy. We yeah. hear for you, <laughs> yeah. yes. No,
2: but just like the sort of like thing where you're like, Jesus Christ, that sounds pretty ominous. And then you're like, No, it translates to <laughs> we're sucking dick and I'm like, What a funny nation. Immediate one eighty. <laughs> it goes from one's like, I don't know, that sounds kinda weird and ominous to funniest thing a country could do.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, German people speak English on the whole, Yeah, especially yeah. them in Berlin. They
2: know what it means if you say we're sucking dick
1: in English. Yeah, they,
3: and they're like, whatever, it's our language. Come here and giggle. We don't care.
1: We do not find it so amusing <laughs> there's here so in Germany.
2: They're so much better than the French. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if, if France had posters up that just said we're sucking oh, dick everywhere so and how they would
3: react to Americans for so that?
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: I haven't gotten over the French having uh, le wokisme. It,
3: it does not sound anything like le we're sucking dick. It sounds, uh, these the sounds are not similar at all. <laughs> it says we're sucking dick. It's not, it's not similar. It's not similar. <laughs> you stupid ears. <laughs> uh,
1: should we attempt to get into, like,
3: the plot? Well, and also, like, the
1: deal with this show, because right the, the big, big thing about the show, A, it was a star vehicle for John Ritter, who had been on Three's Company, which was, like, its era's equivalent of, like, a modern, like, Chuck Lorre sitcom that everyone, like, hates, or critics hate, but, like, does really well, from my understanding. Um, that mm. was the show about a man who lives with two beautiful women, and he has to pretend to be gay because the landlord doesn't approve of them of that living situation or something. Huh. And so they bring him on for this show. It's like John Ritter's big return to, to primetime sitcom fame. And then he fucking died uh, in yeah. the middle of shooting
3: season this, two. That, yeah. I did not
1: um, know about that
3: I watched the
0: episode I remember that happening. he
3: died. Yeah. It was very depressing.
1: Yeah. He had filmed three episodes. He had an aortic dissection. And then they had to write the death end of the show. Yep, and uh, the ratings, which weren't that great, Travis, um, then tanked.
2: Yes. Do you know what day he died? Well,
1: two thousand
2: 2003. Oh, Travis, you ruined the joke.
1: Is it nine eleven o three?
2: Yes, <laughs> he <laughs> died on nine eleven. <laughs> of two thousand three. I got it right. But he died on nine eleven.
3: <laughs> if you listen back to the recording, I, I, you, I'm right under the buzzer.
2: The people loved John Ritter. Yeah uh a pretty tremendously talented physical comedian in terms of the ability to create like facial reactions to situations i mean three's company is you know in that grand tradition of 70s uh like sitcoms and things like that is one of those things where you're like this premise is just paper thin (laughs) like what if what if there was a guy and he lived with two women Whoa! <laughs> and Don Knotts is there. <laughs> like, okay. Honestly,
3: honestly, I respect those shows because the shows where they're like, the premise is extremely specific and it's a sitcom, those tend to be terrible. Like, very, very forced and weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... And then they get it has away from the pe- enough, premise after a season.
0: It has to be broad enough that you can talk about the comedic differences between men and women, which is comedy. That is what's funny.
2: And and yeah, so uh, yeah, they they made like 170 episodes out of that, and they were just like, all right, let's get Tex Ritter's little
3: son. Women are one. hard, difficult, emotional, unpredictable, difficult, um, hard. I just can't scandal. get my head around hard, them. hard as
0: a rock. Those women
3: just yeah, women can't live can't live can't live in them can't live around <laughs> them
1: live in them. <laughs> Can't live with two of them. I'll tell you that. That's a central. That's a central uh, part of the abortion debate is if you can live in them or not.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, John Ritter was the son of Tex Ritter, the, text writer, the uh, country music Hall of Fame uh, singer. Uh, you know, uh, won an Academy Award for uh, uh, you know uh, High Noon. Yeah, uh, was this his? Uh, was this John Ritter's triumphant return to tri- triumphant return to television after? you know threes company had been off the air for like 15 years
1: i don't know what he was doing in between i know he has said he was like people don't realize i'm an accomplished dramatic actor like i've i've done hamlet on stage like uh, i've got i've got chops yeah, and people don't
2: know stage. that i i'm the goofy threes company guy it's uh, stage yeah he really had he really he had such chops in problem child yes of course the problem child franchise it really showed his dramatic depth in that or uh, bad santa a movie dedicated to him. his fi- his yeah his final role that's always great y- wait bad santa screened out of competition at the 2004 con film festival sure why isn't not? that the same year shrek 2 screened at con like that's makes sense no um it just just bad santa and dawn of the dead by Zack snyder in Oof. between uh an a. Uh, in between a Pedro Almodovar film, an Abbas Stami film, uh, you got Tarantino, Godard, Yumiu. Uh, can I ask you a yeah, question, yeah. Ian?
3: Whom do you have to be to go to those things? Or can you buy a ticket? To go to a you cannot buy a ticket, people?
2: but you can stand outside Cannes with a sign that says tickets please and then you have a pretty good success rate because most American film critics especially get very very tired and then are just like I don't fucking care I'll just give you the thing I'll see another one
3: yeah <laughs> huh.
2: yeah there was uh, I was reading earlier today about a woman who saw 13 movies over two days just by standing outside <laughs> with like a cardboard sign that just said tickets please <laughs> and it wow. just worked a bunch where people were like I don't fucking care come on that's the thing is you can just go like it's also like it's 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 critics, it's members of the associations, it's a lot of students and things like that. It's not just, you know, it's not just uh, the rich and the famous, but it certainly helps. But yeah, one day I will go and I will hold a sign outside that says, I just tickets just love please. love the idea of like fence hopping at con like it's lullaby. Oh, I would do it. it yeah nice. I would do that i would I would fence hop at con and be tackled while trying to say "Hey to lay a say you, sh- do.
3: you show up in your van with all the different color wristbands that you can have <laughs> <laughs> just like see what color wristbands people are getting and then put it on to go into the the newest uh one car Y movie
2: <laughs> that, yeah that guy that guy got kicked out he was uh, he was trying to s- he, he was he was smuggling people into the we're a su- we're a Seth the cool we're a Seth the cool. New movie, boy, that was hey, that was a tricky one. Why did I pick that you, name?
3: You might be a Setha cool, but don't bring. Also, me Travis,
2: it. Travis, I want to apologize to you. That is the Shrek Two screened in competition, which is why I didn't immediately clock the Shrek Two <laughs> was at the 2004 Cannes Film Festival because I went to the out of competition part of it, but it went in competition up against like Old Boy. Wow! But it lost to Fahrenheit
0: 9/11. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which Quentin Tarantino was in charge of. Uh, would uh, you watch Park Chan-wook's Shrek? Yeah, of course. There's nothing he would make that I would not watch. He's one of the greatest directors. You know who else is a great director? you Are going to say Adam Arkin? No, I am not going to say Adam Arkin. I am instead going to say... Uh, where is his name? Fuck me. It's uh, the list of episodes. It's a separate page. Gil Younger. Gil Younger, director of the pilot episode. Of Eight Simple Rules. He also directed Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm. Good movie. Oh,
3: I do like both that featuring
2: movie. Larry Miller, that bald guy. Which, yeah, when Larry Miller ad- when Larry Miller <laughs> appeared, I clapped instinctively because I thought of him in that movie and was like, "Wow, this is just a lesser form of his character in that movie, stretched across seventy
3: two episodes." I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull a Matt impression. Are you guys ready for a Matt impression? Yeah people who tell other people that uh their daughter is hot should be thrown in prison forever <laughs> they it they should be thrown weird in prison thing to buried be yeah. in the ground uh, i think if you say prison. that about
0: <laughs> somebody's like 15 year old daughter yeah um yeah. yeah you are a deranged yes. person 100% yes
2: i mean yeah no arguments <laughs> yeah. here <laughs> Absolutely yeah. in agreement. Weird thing enough, to say. Not
3: enough repercussions for that guy in, yeah. in like in society. Like that like he should He should be they, shunned.
2: There should have been yeah, people just be like shunned.
3: looking at him the whole time and like I don't know just being like what what is your fucking deal? But instead yeah. it was funny. I don't know. I guess it was funny. guys. Like, since we're you know,
2: again we're here talking about eight simple rules. Would you like to hear about Gil Younger's uh cancelled twenty fourteen film? Sure, it's called Ten Things I Hate About Life.
1: Wow, (laughs) is it following are those two characters like married now? Even Heath Ledger
2: said, "Nope, it is a romantic, an unfinished romantic comedy
3: about starring Evan Rachel Wood and some guy named who are like goth and are like scene kids. Closer, Uh, fall in love." Yeah, nope. uh, but really are just like, fuck the world, I hate everything but you. They really love um, Nightmare for Christmas.
2: Yo, this movie is uh, was going to be about um, uh, Woods and McDonald's characters, Thomas McDonald's the other guy, I don't know who that is, uh, who both decided that they were going to commit suicide, and they pull up to a scenic cliff overlooking the ocean. These are separate people committing suicide. So McDonald takes off. out a gun and prepares it, and Wood was going to drive off the cliff, and then was going to try and continue his it? own sorry. suicide.
3: sorry. They're going to shoot themselves at the top of. A cliff? No, he
2: was going to shoot himself. Was she was, was going himself? to drive off a cliff. But he was going to shoot himself uh, on a cliff. Yes,
3: that's extra.
2: Come on. Sure. It's Just giving yourself a sky burial. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so uh, well, he's in a car at this at this spot. Um, um but yeah, so you no, know, what happens is McDonald takes out a, uh, the the guy will take out a gun and prepare to shoot himself, and then uh, Evan Rachel Wood is pr- going to start driving off the cliff, except she's going to like mess it up and then uh, uh, crash, and then get hit by the airbag. So she comes over to the guy with the gun, and is like, the exact quote here is, can I borrow that when you're done? And then it was going to be like uh, a rom-com where they put off their suicide plans. Wow. As they fall in love. Huh. Um, And surprisingly, this film wasn't canceled because someone read what it was about, and was like, what the
3: fuck are we doing here?
2: Uh, instead, it was because um, Evan Rachel Wood got pregnant, and then it just huh. snowballed. But huh.
3: I'll tell you 10 things I hate about New Life is it stops me from seeing my favorite actress in a cool movie.
1: <laughs> Should we get to the uh, the plot of, of this pilot?
2: Uh, sure. Hit
1: the beats here? Yeah. Because they're really I throwing mean, us right into this premise of... Of, uh, I loved. I love these teenage th- daughters. Be dating. They're dating.
0: I have ownership over them.
1: Oh, um, uh, we should read what the rules are, um, because they are listed on the Wikipedia. We only get to hear one of them.
2: Well, uh, yeah, no. Um, what are the rules? Hold on. Okay, how many rules are there? Eight, of course.
3: One of them is: um, if you honk, you'd better be delivering food because you're not picking anything up. Which has an one alternate rule, is,
1: which is only delivery men honk. Dates ring the doorbell. Once.
3: Which the second one is it's okay if you date other people, but you have to be okay with me telling my daughter that you're dating other people.
1: That's not one of the rules. That's his own.
2: No, 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 no,
3: no. I
1: think that's,
2: I'm pretty sure that's one of the rules. Another one of the rules is just simply uh, the rules of attraction. You know, the Bret Easton Ellis book. That's one of the rules. (laughs) One of the rules Um,
3: is if you date my daughter, uh, you have to. I get to to date your mom. (laughs) You have to let me date your mom. Um,. which is which is a good rule. That'd be uh, a great
1: like uh like t-shirt to wear to a retail establishment, I think <laughs> if it just said that. <laughs> or like a or like a weird bumper sticker.
2: These are uh, what we're just, you're describing our auto-generated ads,
3: Travis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but those would be one of the best ones.
3: One of the rules is, if you date my daughter for more than two months, you have to go to a Civil War museum with me, because I need people to go with, and it's penance. <laughs> I like the Civil War.
1: I, I do like Yeah,
2: We should, <laughs> all should have our own rules for dating our teenage daughters that are very esoteric. Uh, another rule is, uh, what is it? It's um, take only pictures, leave only memories, right? Or no, take only memories, leave, leave only footsteps, right? You know? With like the super yeah. bloom
0: the simplest rule of all is in the place where there was only one set of footsteps, that's where I carried you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, that rule, that rule has a, an alternative, like the first one, uh, that Travis was saying. And that's, I love piggyback rides. <laughs>
2: <laughs> piggyback rides are your love language.
3: <laughs> My they, they sure are. Um, and the eighth one is if your love language is, uh, physical touch, uh, you're out. You're out. <laughs> AKA no Libras.
0: Astrology dad. I guess, uh, weirdly, that's just one of the rules. No idea. Libras <laughs> is the last one. No <laughs> it really,
2: really goes to some spots there.
0: How do we feel about the belligerent dad posturing? You guys ever received this? Anybody ever bring you into the house and show you a fucking gun collection or any shit like that?
1: No, but I was uh, I was not doing great on the dating scene in high school, I've got to say, so it's not relatable. My dad did not do that to any of my sisters'
2: <laughs> boyfriends. I missed the though. peak moment in
3: that. My entire high school was dad posturing. The first date <laughs> I ever went on. So there was it depends on this if you count be, It depends on if you count walk. Rule. It depends on if you count walking around the neighborhood as a date. In which case, the dad was just like menacingly, like standing in the yard and would just watch us pass every once in a while as we walked. That's the just dog. such free shit, uh, man! It's so crazy uh, that people are doing this.
2: I hate that we can't include the name of this person because I just think there's something fun about the actual her yeah, actual we, name adds almost to the character yes, of this story. Absolutely. So you at home listening I to this, give you, I who do not personally. A,
3: I can no, give you Steven? A first name.
2: No, 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 don't. No, no, no. That, that breaks the rules of the podcast. Yeah. I just want you at home to imagine a name that you think adds to this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Hold on to that in your mind when you hear the story. Th- and I'll name, let you know when
3: you have to shift. How about, how about this? This name is a verb.
2: Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, this, this name is a verb that he thought he was doing <laughs> to his daughter.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do it very well. Um the the second date or first date depending on whether that's a date <laughs> Steven's high school girlfriend we protest girl <laughs> was we watched we watched Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End um and uh we went to the movie her dad also watched the movie in the theater with us uh and sat behind us um in the movie theater insanity that's Insane freak shit posturing stop there. being such a freak um, my second girlfriend, and/or first girlfriend, depending on whether you count that person as a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> it's had, up to you. Had it's di- really only you can define that. Had a very differently posturing dad. There's obviously the carpeted stairs story, but uh, <sighs> where where uh, <laughs> he,
2: you thousand yards stared <laughs> in my parents' kitchen afterwards, yeah, yeah, where and all the us. only thing you. You could say was I just didn't they have carpeted stairs?
3: <laughs> there, yeah. It was really, I mean, as far as things go, decently innocuous. My hand was under some clothes, but over other clothes. You know, wasn't like, you know, you were not a
2: total cad.
3: Yeah. Um, Yet. And uh, yeah, he just said, "I don't want to ever see anything like that again," out loud to us, which was very. Just a weird thing. Everything's weird. The other thing that he did was when he found out he's very drunk one day, and he found out that I applied to this. This man was a very big Ohio State fan. He found out I applied to Michigan, and he roasted me for <laughs> being uh, for being for being a stupid like I don't know like idiot who would who would apply to Michigan. Uh, blah blah blah. And uh, man, that was the one that really embarrassed. My girlfriend was like, "That was embarrassing." (laughs) Most most
1: socially graceful Ohio State fan.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, but this dad. What a distinction
2: you just created! (laughs) 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 What what title that should be given
3: out annually? (laughs) The flip side of this dad. Awarded by the big nut. uh, This this dad had, I believe, a '67 Mustang. And my senior year.
2: Oh, that car was gorgeous.
3: He let me drive it to prom with her, which was so wasted on me. It was so wasted on you. I'm just not a car person. And I was like, (laughs) this thing's hard to drive. (laughs) And it doesn't have power steering. And I'm really afraid I'm going to crash it. And there there was something Uh. very, like, misogynist about the fact that she wasn't driving. It's like, why not just let her drive it? Like, sure, she had a car. I rode in that car
2: with her driving because I can't drive. Um, which was then being mostly being like man this car is really cool and getting in being like I'm going to die in this car oh so scary so quickly (laughs) going from like a pretty cool look at pretty gorgeous car getting in and it's like the death is coming for me personally (sighs) right now (laughs) I'm going. If I live through this, I will get Final Destination. It's the only <laughs> outcome. There is no escaping death. The moment you set foot into an old Mustang just, like just that, just a lot of
3: trucks with logs, <laughs> like just <Yeah>, logs <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere in a small Ohio town. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, cool, oh boy." Movies. It's movies really had me, me thinking that
0: trucks with logs were going to be a way bigger menace <laughs> in my life.
2: <laughs> have you Have you
0: ever seen one? I have.
1: Yeah, I see trucks I've with logs that, all the time, um, I, I but get, like. I, I thought that
0: scared those things just would like just be fucking my shit up all the time.
2: <laughs> you just thought it would be there. You see one of those. It's great anytime you do get to see one, and you're behind it on the highway, and you're like, "Ooh, <laughs>
3: ooh!"
2: It's like it's gonna happen.
3: <laughs> oh no! Oh no! They're just, they're just the, the 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 thing's gonna snap, and they're gonna fall out. One and then, by then even one if it, it doesn't happen, bounce.
2: you're still like, I can't go on a roller coaster for at least like three weeks now. <laughs> yeah, too scary. <laughs> Uh Travis, do you want to read out
1: the rules uh yeah, uh, let me read the actual rules uh one, use your hands on my daughter and you'll lose them after
3: I'm sure he i'm sure he I'm sure there's a lot of handless handless teens walking around detroit. If you defeat
1: my daughter <laughs> using
2: Aikido, you will lose your hands
3: can <laughs> you imagine
2: can you imagine how much better this show would be? If he was cutting dudes' arms off because
1: oh, they dude, touched I, his daughter. This would be a cult he does, classic call Sensei Paul.
3: That sounds Martial like a Earth's plot dead. of an anime. It's like, yeah. why are there so many men without hands in this town? It's like, ah. Uh, that the would happen in mayor's daughter, daughter. yeah, <laughs> Like Knives Chow's yes, father
2: exactly. is cutting off all of the arms of the people who touch her and Scott bests her and he's like, oh, you are worthy. Bests her? Best, uh, Sorry, bests him. Or, yeah. You know, sure. I don't know. Maybe it's his uh,
3: mom that's cutting off all of the hands.
1: Number two is Second rule. Uh, uh, this one's actually reasonable, but unlikely to come to fruition, which is you make her cry. I make you cry.
3: Oh, that did. That was in the episode. That's. Yeah. Well, he didn't make that kid cry. He just was very. He,
0: no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying
3: he says it. He does say it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Misplaced. I don't know. Good instinct, or not good instinct? Yeah, we don't need the belligerents. You know, you could just yeah, feel exactly. like maybe try. What about your think daughter? The very presentation of rules like this signals hmm. how belligerent the rules are going to be. Yeah, it
3: would be in, it would be interesting to have like non belligerent, kind rules. Hey, maybe like, there are. We don't know. Like, We're only through two of them. Eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter on the first date. I pay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm imagining a horrific, like, Ted lasso version of this show now with, like, yeah. a woke dad that is, like, too accepting. Um, number three, safe sex is a myth. Anything you try will be hazardous to your health. Uh, okay. So explanatory.
2: Sure. Number four, sure.
1: Sure. bring her no, home comments.
2: late. There's no next date. That's not that different from Matt and I's. If you're a minute late, you have to be buried underground for a minute. <laughs> it's the, I, he, he didn't say you bring her home like, you know, like, oh, like there's a set, you know, like, oh, you know, you can't stay out after 9 p.m. He just said you bring her home late. There's yeah. a set time. Maybe it's negotiable. You know? Yeah, he's just a punctuality it's, fiend. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, really that seems about, fair. He just really doesn't like it when people disrespect his use of time. Like, he's like, I said 11 o'clock, and I, I, we, I had to We agreed
0: stuff. on 11 o'clock. I we prepared agreed for on 11 time. o'clock.
2: We were we here I was here and you made me wait. Yeah. So now you have to wait. Now you will be yeah, right.
0: Breathing a uh, a limited amount of air for <laughs> a certain for period of time. For every minute
2: <laughs> For every minute you are <laughs> over this. What's going to be fun is someone will be listening to this thinking like that's a weird arbitrary thing and not know that this <laughs> is now like a 10-year-old idea of ours of for every minute you're late to something at the end of the week you're buried alive.
1: You should present that. You should post that on LinkedIn sometime.
3: My biggest problem with this rule is don't throw in a rhyme halfway through your rules. Make them all rhyme or have none of them rhyme. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't love eight, the eight
0: rules. Eight rules for making eight rules for dating your teenage daughter.
3: <laughs> don't make them
2: rhyme. If all, if all eight rules rhyme, then it feels like he is the Riddler, <laughs>
3: <laughs> or like some sort of like medieval <laughs> spirit that in a, a door you have to pass um another, another God rule God for the ma- form of man <laughs> the second rule for making rules for dating uh this guy's teenage daughter make one of them benevolent you know one of them the
0: rest them. the rest could be could stand to be even more belligerent than they are
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah my date uh, with this this guy's teenage daughter uh
1: number five is the point is the no honking in the driveway thing that we just mentioned
3: hold on oh. No, and you, in season three, where Bridget dates a goose, holy shit, that <laughs> is uh, hilarity ensues. The <laughs> sex
1: shit oh got me honking like a goose.
2: <laughs> also, what <laughs> happened though, unfortunately, is John Ritter's character died because of the fact that they were outside honking the horn trying to get help, but everyone knew <laughs> the rules so hard they didn't oh, interfere. No, no, there's no, no, <laughs> no. a real standby situation. No. Oh, oh, God. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> If if they made it canon in this show that oh. the rules were the thing that killed him... Again, it would be like more, his, much more his, of a cult him. classic show if that happened. His, adherence, <laughs> his <laughs> adherence to these rules killed him as if he was like a samurai in a Kurosawa film who has a code that which he must live by, even though it will ultimately
3: cost him. Yeah, better show. I got to break the news to somebody who uh knows twin peaks as like this sort of cult classic show that it was actually extremely popular at the time. <laughs> and they were like, no. And I was like, Yeah, it was really big. And they were like, No, no, no. I was like, yeah. it was huge. No. Really like, phenomenal. <laughs> Who killed Laura Palmer was a <laughs> meme, basically. Yeah, it was like It's like, no, it was, everybody was talking about it. (laughs) Like, how did this happen? I'm like, I
1: don't know. That's
2: why it
3: feels like that now. There were
2: fewer channels back then, is what I tell people. Also the
1: 90s, I don't know. It tracks with the 90s if you like compare to like what was going on in like music at the time where it's like, I don't know, man, the fucking butthole surfers got a million dollar record deal. Of course, Twin (laughs) Peaks was like the most popular show on TV. Like we were having a really weird collective mania going on at that time, uh, Rule number six, this is probably the lamest one I've got to say, just straight up, is no complaining while you're waiting for her. If you're bored, change my oil. Ugh. Change my
0: oil. oil yeah, I am going to
2: start saying he that.
3: He gets his oil changed too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, exactly. You need to change the oil that much. You're wasting oil. You waste yeah. so much oil. It's not cheap. You're
1: bad at car maintenance. Uh, rule number seven, this is very much uh, placing this I don't know in what oil in a car does.
0: It lubes stuff
2: up.
1: Lubricates things.
2: Okay, that
1: makes yeah. sense. You can't have your stuff uh, not lubed. I just yeah.
2: suddenly realized in that moment, I All have we, no idea. Rule number seven <laughs> what the is
1: use lube, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, rule number seven it's places this rule. in a very specific time, which is, if your pants hang off your hips, I'll gladly secure them with my staple gun.
2: What do you mean sp- sp- specific time? We still have bars that basically say yes. this. That don't, like people don't bang
1: guns. baggy pants. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah he's just—he's he, just a new bar in Wicker Park. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he posted, no tank you tops, to no bar, caps. A bar that has these rules posted in the front. Need <laughs> some rules for drinking
0: at my bar, <laughs> that'd dude. Be, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be very funny. Absolutely, some fucking pop-up, pop-up <laughs> shop. that's gonna open. Like within the year. No, no, dude. no,
1: no, no, no. This doing, does doing not pop ups of, like
3: failed sitcoms of the 2000s. <laughs> <Yeah. classes. laughs>
1: Listen, this is my war at home <laughs> themed bar. We all dress like Michael Rappaport.
3: Here's the Kaylee Kiokanut uh, Rum Special. Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> Kiokanut.
2: <laughs> like yeah, uh, let me know when they, let me know when the Get a Life pop up bar opens up. I'm going to come to town. <laughs> uh, rule number eight.
1: Dates must be in crowded public places. You want romance? Read a book. When did people stop talking like you this? We got to like bring like this back.
3: People do talk like this. Just nobody that they you... do.
1: They do. It's called Last Man Standing. It stars Tim Allen. I'm pretty sure that's the spiritual heir to this show. From
3: yeah, but that Ooh. show's
2: over.
1: That's finally over, right?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, that show, that, that show only ended... That show's finally the, the, over, the, right? The, 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 dark, the dark shadow of Tim <laughs> Allen hanging over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 show ended, that show ended two years ago. It moved to, like,
1: CMT. Is Man with a Plan still on? I think that was the one where Matt LeBlanc gets rid of his Wi-Fi to own his kids or something. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, similar
2: to this. <laughs> That one ended. That one ended in 2020, a year before Last Man Standing, <laughs> the one where um, I think he, I think Last Man Standing, he has the blog. I think that's the one where he has a blog. Uh, he staunchly supports traditional conservative values. Oh, God, how long was Caitlyn Dever on this program? Uh, Six seasons long. regularly reoccurring Caitlin through Dever. nine. Okay. Anyway, so a boy shows Actor up at Elizondo the plays Someone of Hector Elizondo plays someone of Basque heritage, which is weirdly specific. <laughs> that <makes sense. laughs> that's just, that's a, that's a, that's a little like too it. much for me, honestly. No, I like it. Uh,
1: so anyway, uh, a boy shows up at the Hennessy household uh, to pick up uh, the eldest daughter, Bridget, played by Kelly Cuoco, um, in her star-making turn, I guess but he's greeted Definitely by Paul, the John character. What do you think Tim <laughs>
2: Allen thinks of the ETA? The ETA?
1: The
3: estimated yeah, time of arrival? Yeah, the Basque arrival? Separatists.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I time arrival.
3: <laughs> there are oh, okay. a limited number of three letter combinations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that there's
1: going to be some overlaps. <laughs> you know, Tim Allen I doesn't mean, understand why it's a problem that all the Spanish uh, soccer fans keep yelling things at Vinicius Jr. Um, Anyway, yeah, John Ritter uh, lays down one of the rules at this uh, at this white boy who says, "What up, my brother?" Yeah, another mother on the phone to a guy and is also dating some yeah, other girl. Brother. And yeah. this is where Paul is like, "It's okay if you have other girlfriends if my daughter's okay with it," which is the most transgressive thing, yeah, <laughs> said on this show by a wide margin. <laughs> but he's dance. like, "But only if she's okay with it; otherwise." Not cool. Yeah, yeah, and also, he sounds, threatens to do martial like arts on That sounds like ethical
3: non monogamy to me. That's yeah. what that sounds like to me.
1: Polly Dad. <laughs> a horrible sitcom idea. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> oh, I, I thought God. you were just
4: creating a
1: guy to get mad at on Twitter. <laughs> uh, did you guys see what Polly Dad posted? That thread
0: that the Polly <laughs> yeah. Dad did? Yeah, yeah. that just. <laughs>
3: The dad who's, like, trying to convince his kids to be polyamorous, (laughs) who's trying to just have one partner. (laughs) Just like, oh, God, fucking poly dad's on one.
2: (laughs) I saw, I mean, like, I saw a tweet from friend of the program, you know, Paul Vine, being like, does Ayanuma know about Bean Dad? So if you told me, like, oh, yeah, there's poly dad, I'd be like, sure, yeah, I got a lot of things muted on Twitter anymore these days, so I guess I missed that one. What's his deal?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he had a beef with a fajita wife guy, and it was a whole thing. fajita
2: <laughs> well, uh, wife guy, I forgot that Jesus. one!
1: <laughs> but we're, we're getting the dynamics to play here, so he kicks this guy, he, he boots this guy out, I believe. Uh, and then we also meet uh, the other daughter, Carrie, uh, who is the less popular, less pretty one. Uh, so she's sad, and then they, they have a son named like Rory, I think, who mostly is just called the boy, and is the only one that Paul
3: it uh, is Rory. can
1: can uh, can relate can to in any fashion, can understand. Um, but he's also an extremely 2002 ass kid with like spiky hair and like uh, one of those bad collar shirts. He's,
3: he's so always, he's always carrying a soccer ball. <laughs> he's like so 2002.
2: Uh, he appeared in a music video for the group Three Loco.
1: Three Loco.
2: Who? Can anyone name any of the members of Three Loco? I
1: have never heard of Three Loco in okay. my life. Three Loco. Okay, uh,
3: well. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Nope. And <laughs> Three Loco. Uh, one of them, Kelly uh, of Roland. course.
2: Uh, and... Well, you know what? I don't know how to clue in on these, so I'll just say uh, it's Andy Milanakis, Simon Rex, and Riff Raff. Oh... <laughs> the three, three of the, oh, three oh, three of the apocalypse. I don't know who that middle
0: person oh, is. Oh, brother,
2: Simon Rex. Uh, you, he was look, in if you uh, Scary Movie. Google the name, you'll
0: you'll know exactly.
2: You'll know him. He was an MTV VJ. He gave a transcendently great performance in Simon Baker's Red Rocket as basically kind of secret. One of the himself.
1: most one of the most skin crawling movies of the last few years. It is what good. a good right.
2: movie. So what this- a good awful terrible great.
3: Repulsive film. <laughs> so number one, I don't actually know this guy based on his look. Number wow. two, uh, you don't remember him in the part of scary movie that is a
2: uh, parody of Slumdog Million or not oh, Slumdog no. Millionaire, yes, Sorry. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, he plays the uh, brother.
3: Yes. Uh, is it? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he does the he also sign. Yeah, yeah, sign. Okay, yeah, also, I got is him. He's also later.
2: He does. Um, oh my god! Uh, what is the boxing Hillary Spank movie? Million dollar um, baby. Mil- Million Dollar Baby. He also is slum in... Slumdog uh, Million
3: Dollar Baby. Slumdog
2: yeah. million, slum million Dollar Baby. Yes, that's where my brain uh,
3: went. And it, Google did a funny thing that broke my brain, which is the first, and I still have it up, which is the first picture here on Simon Rex's page is Simon Cowell for a reason I do not understand. <laughs> um, I just was like <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't think that, I mean, does he have a pseudonym? I don't, oh no, okay, it's well, just a... It's just every other picture is the same guy, but the first picture is Simon Cowell.
2: That's weird, <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. So this guy was, this guy was in a music video for those, uh, for them, and that's just uh, a fact that I needed to let you guys know. Great to oh, know. Oh, he was in the dirt he was nasty. in Whisper of the Heart's English dub. Wow.
0: Dirtnastymusic.com. Anyway, dirt is it nasty. still open? Yeah. Or is it still still up?
2: Dirtnasty.com. Dirt dirt Dirtnastymusic.com. <laughs> Are you about to buy dirtnastymusic.com if the URL <laughs> has died? Are we about to live we're exclusively
1: release the next flash album on dirtnasty.com?
3: <laughs> That's very on brand with his flesh of the stars. Oh, um, uh, Simon Rex
2: lives off the grid in Joshua Tree. Oh God! Oh, it was cool. speculated that he dated Paris Hilton, but he insisted that they were just friends who held hands. Which is what I like to say about <laughs> friends of mine who are definitely sleeping together, but nobody wants to address that issue. <laughs> yeah, they're just holding hands. The website
0: is still up, and I got to show you something. Damn.
2: Mm. Oh, oh god! Oh god! Oh god! That's a that's a uh, that's a cartoon dick with with with, with the douchebag sunglasses on them. <laughs> the, yeah, the the cheap plastic, bright colored Ray Bans. Anyway, uh, Martin so S- Martin Spanners also shot commercials for the Double Stuffed Pizza and Sprint Nextel and
3: T-Mobile, which is really a time. So, basically, Bridget is in school, and she's the the pretty one. And then there's the other daughter, whose yep. name is... I've already said this. We've already discussed that. It's Can- Carrie... Can-
1: and Carrie, Rory. And, and then there's his
2: wife, th- Kate. This is terrible, what I just read about this kid who played Rory. This was basically his consolation prize, this role. Because he was almost Malcolm in Malcolm oh. in the Middle. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. This guy would
3: this be a household name.
2: But yeah, like, even if he's not doing anything, we all know who Frankie Munoz is, so that's where I just read that, and I was like, oh, wow. oh, I need to share this fact with everyone else. I love yeah. that
3: you put an Enyay on his end. That's Sorry, bad, you're right, I did, didn't People
1: often very, do, but nice it's, it's, it's Munez, I think, technically, Munez, but that was yeah. very commonly felt, said.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I realized, I was like, wow, well, I must have been saying it wrong for years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Frankie Munoz, the whitest guy with that name of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and we get his wife, Kate, who's played by Katie who who is already a known sitcom legend for Married with Children. Yeah, we should uh, we should talk about that. She's doing a B-reel right now, I think. Um, Fuck off, <laughs> <and>, Travis! <laughs> and, right, she married with children, um, and we, many people know her as Leela from Futurama, and then she was on like, Sons of Anarchy, because she's married to Kurt Sutter. A man who loves to abuse himself and his wife on screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people were very horny for her in the 90s and then in the 2000s, in an animated form with one eye. Uh, uh, I, I
2: was going to say, I think people continue to be in many ways, honestly. Yeah, as she, as she approaches. Which is great for her.
1: Yeah, she's almost 70. Um,
2: she's on the Connors now.
1: She's Yes, she's on the Connors, which is the weird Roseanne uh, continuation after Roseanne. Bard, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> was <laughs> No, the Connors. Compromised for permanent end. Uh but she plays a nurse uh and she's going back to work so now Paul has to take care of the kids which means he has to take them to school and they're super the daughters are super embarrassed about it cuz that's what teenagers do is be embarrassed by their parents
4: Katie uh,
2: Sigol Katie Segal's godfather is Norman Lear <laughs> yeah amazing yeah she's Norman Lear introduced her person. parents yeah, like I—I cool. I knew that she was like showbiz family, but like that's the level where you're like, oh my god!
1: Yeah, takes the kids to school, embarrasses them by uh, being like, you forgot your lunch, and doing exaggerated, you're welcome. Classic dad humor. We all, we all have dads here. That's what they
3: do. Yeah, um, the thing is, they try to put rules on him, and he says, no, no, I'm in charge. I'm the I papa. am the, role I'm mm-hmm. the rule master. I'm the rule master call me dad
1: yeah uh carrie is skipping school because she's sad who amongst us uh yeah there's almost nothing as far as plot synopsis on this well, that's no why i think no... we've talked
2: a bunch about eight simple rules
1: yeah whatever he drops off school he bears up she skips school he learns it's because no one asked her to homecoming because the boy she's si- the boy stands in the closet yeah, for some reason, the, the son boy likes to pervert. stand in his sister's closet and is like, "Oh, like to sit here and think sometimes." He's trying and to jack like, off. What are you spying on? He's
0: trying to jack off. He's fucking... Of jack off of in your
1: own closet. Maybe he doesn't have a walk-in or yeah. something, but he's...
2: No, 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 no. He's, he's just a little theirs. pervert. Of all of the per- of all of the, he's characters the little Michael Myers. <laughs> I was going to say Rory Culkin <laughs> could be playing. This is much yeah. more, though, the Roman Roy uh, energy. Yeah. Sorry, Kieran Culkin
1: yeah it's we it, that is a really weird joke to have in here is like sometimes he hangs out in the in his sister's closet and he says like if you're in thinking he's like eating a sandwich or whatever and it's like geez, hes his just curve on his own sister so that's is it gossipy little your pervert. Gag? or is yeah or is he just there to get the goss he's probably so he's like the,
2: I, the implication is probably that he's there to get the goss. but the unintended implication is um he's a weird pervert who's going to uh you know the girl with the dragon tattoo all of them. Yeah. Uh, so
1: after talking to Carrie and having to reassure her that she is attractive, she points out like, why are you worried about me and not worried when Bridget says things like I'm going to the library because there's, because that's such an obvious lie. And he gets a hold of Bridget and finds out that she's out after he uh, winds up in like an AOL chat uh, or an AIM chat with some guy who's like, what up? We hooked up at cl- class the other day. He calls yeah. Bridget and
2: finds out she's at the mall. Uh, she's seeing a movie. It's, yeah. you know, as we've established, it's, uh, it's uh, 2002. So you know, pick your favorite 2002 film. She's probably seeing that. Aragon. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> years, even years earlier than it was before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we've entered another dimension again. I see. Yep. Uh, I'm choosing to believe, of course, that they are seeing Austin Powers Gold Member.
0: That's a hundred percent. actually, what they're seeing. <laughs>
1: yeah but she's going to this movie in the hopes of running into the guy from the beginning of the episode
2: home among us doesn't go to the movie theater in hopes of bumping into our crushes
3: can't say i've ever done that move i don't actually yeah i actually don't do that i don't think am i the only one amongst us well yeah
2: Yeah, I think so. One day, Martin Scorsese will be in the theater with me. I was never, <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> <laughs> yet
1: another thing of yet another common American teenagers thing that I can't relate to at all is the like we all go to the mall to hang out. It's just not a thing that I ever did. Mall's fun.
3: Mall seems fun. Canonically, fine, I don't they know. were going to see barbershop.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if we don't want to talk about the movie and just remember some 2002 <laughs> films, uh, Treasure Planet,
1: Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. They definitely uh, were not seeing bandit,
2: that. it like Beckham. No. Adaptation.
1: Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, they were all going to adaptation, it be great. My It <laughs> <laughs> Adaptation Dude. would have big uh hey Bart, we're gonna go see an R rated movie <laughs> uh, energy to it. <laughs> <with stuff. laughs> <I> got, yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I, the only thing adaptation. more likely The only thing
0: more likely than Austin Powers and Gold Number is The Hot Chick with Rob Schneider. Oh boy. She could absolutely be seeing the hot but, chick. And yep. I, that actually, it's my theory that they saw the hot chick because if they had seen gold number, somebody in this episode would have said, get in my belly! And nobody <laughs> did. Or, I love gold! <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. was saying that shit, but imagine how funny they thought that shit actually, was. Actually, statistically number,
2: speaking, uh, st- statistically speaking, they were one of the groups that was seeing my big fat Greek wedding mm-hmm. for the 400th <laughs> consecutive mm-hmm. week or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's also possible. <laughs> Yeah, weird. they were seeing Red Dragon. Twenty days
1: later. But, uh, Phone booth. I think 28 days later hadn't come out in America yet. I think that's 2003. Anyway. Mr. Deeds.
2: She, Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Yeah.
1: Deeds. She was at a theater with me. The original. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, the, the original. I saw those both yes, on state the vacation. <laughs> yeah, saw a restoration of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. <laughs> um, <laughs> she runs into the boy <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> Driving his vacation, of course, was in Paris, and he was in one of the theater
2: districts. <laughs> Really trying to pull us pull us out of this. What about what <laughs> about <laughs> Ghost Ship though? Isn't that one of those sea ones you guys hey, like? Travis, go on. I don't
3: think I don't think we liked that one. Go on.
1: I don't remember if we watched Ghost Ship or Death Ship. Go, Ghost Ship um, is the
2: one. <laughs>
3: sorry, we watched Ghost Ship.
1: Oh yeah, we did. Not very good. No. No. She runs into the guy at the mall. He's like, "Look at me running into you." Running into the, the me, original, or whatever. The original
3: dis, the original distracted boyfriend meme. Yeah. Was, pretty, uh, <laughs> was he wearing yeah, a he, B on his shirt? Was he wearing a white shirt where he had drawn a B on it? Did this guy invent Bitcoin? Did you guys know what I'm talking <laughs> about? <laughs> the, like the letter B was on it? I yeah, he was just notice. wearing a white this. shirt with a big with a big B on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Letter The letter B.
2: I missed this. I didn't realize that Satoshi Nakamoto was in this episode. <laughs> this is him. Finally, yeah, this is his identity. identity unearthed.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he then goes in front of Bridget's face. He does the same thing to some other girl and leaves her. And Paul sees this and then envisions her being sad there as a small child and then as an, an even smaller child. And then his paternal instinct comes in to go comfort her.
3: And she accepts it until she yeah. reali- until he points out that his arm's around her, and then she's like, Eve, this is gross.
1: Yeah. And then they go home, and did anything else
3: happen? There's a post credit scene. Did the boy do something else perverted at the end? Oh, he well, was he in the is, closet he, again. So he goes, no, he goes and comforts your one, Carrie. Is that her name? For, uh... Yeah. Carrie because she didn't get asked to the prom and it turns out that she goes on a date later with the guy who was from the internet whose name yes. was like Yeah, Jesse. Jesse Ch- Chat Jessie, Jessie. Jessie, Jessie Chatroom Jesse. Jesse Chatroom Jesse. I
1: think the daughter had probably the best joke in the episode, and this is a very low bar and it's not a very good joke, but uh she gets incre- gets annoyed with how often her dad calls her care bearer because she went as a care bearer for Halloween one time and then she's like, What if I called you man with axe head? Yeah, that was
0: the only was joke that made me laugh in, in either think.
1: of the episodes. I also wrote
0: that
2: one down.
3: I, <laughs> I didn't laugh at it, but it was I the best joke. I
2: laughed at this moment. <laughs> I don't remember when it happened when I watched it.
3: My friend Stevie, who just happened to be here, uh, was laughing at a bunch of these jokes. And I was like, hey. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> somebody's liking it. This is, it's yeah, good yeah, It's good to convert a new fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're bringing all these shows to a new audience. I think that's the goal of the podcast. Uh, Carrie also is wearing a Toledo mud hens Jersey, which is their most like research, uh, like production design element. I think that they did to be like, her dad's a Detroit sports writer. She's got to have the Tigers minor league baseball teams
2: Jersey. Uh, no people just like making jokes. Cause the name mud hens, mud was hens funny also for, yeah, before triple a, uh, before minor league baseball became entirely things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Detroit Sports Writers. I don't know. Did, it felt like you
2: wanted me to talk about Mitch Albom earlier, but then we got sidetracked. Well, I, I just figured it was going to come up naturally at some point. Travis, I was going to let you get to it on your own time.
3: There is nothing I enjoy listening to you talk about more than Mitch Albom. I mean, I <laughs> and it's mean, been
1: harder and harder to do because they paywalled him for the most part. And I don't have I, a free how press much is, subscription. Hey, how
3: Travis, much is the free press how subscription? How much is the free
1: press? We'll, we will, we will group fund so, this. The, the, the funny thing is... It does be they do occasionally have him for free and it's always curious what they decide is like this can be a free Mitch for people. Um, his most recent we, one for it?
2: Yes. I we we we, I, we were both doing the setup. I yeah. was like can okay. we get a little bit about this lifelong My history of Mitch lifelong album? love. Sure. So
1: uh if y'all don't know in the audience, Mitch Albom is like a famous successful author outside of Detroit. He wrote Tuesdays with Maury and the five people you meet in heaven is big among really, really saccharine boomers um, who just eat up the most that, that, that kind of slop of just like, he
2: is what people think Robert Zemeckis is, but so much worse. Yeah. Well, no, but like that's, <laughs> well, but that's what like what people think for so much Gump worse than
1: yeah. Uh, do it just like whatever, the people that are still posting on Facebook that post like inspirational things to them, um, they all read Rich Album. Uh, but his main job outside of that is he is a columnist for the Detroit Free Press and has been for many years. He was a sports writer there originally, but now he sort of writes columns about whatever. You know, he'll dip back into the sports well when there's like a hot topic every you know, a few times a year, but he writes probably 40 columns a year. Uh, Most of them have just become like weird boomer nonsense. Uh, A lot of them take the form of him having an imaginary conversation with like um, God or an object of some kind or like the spirit of Christmas. Um, He wrote a musical called hockey, the musical in which God um, determines there are too many sports. So he sends angels down as to like, check on like every sport and determine which ones are worth keeping oh my um and God. they accidentally recruit got they accidentally recruit people with like names that are close to hockey stars like Dwayne gretzky and nice. uh they try to they have to like make the case for hockey's existence
2: may i read some recent
1: column titles yeah don't read the most recent one because i was going to talk about that <laughs>
2: The, the one I mean, I guess you
1: can. Yesterday. The one
3: the one from yesterday was his yeah, column. Yeah, I'll let that's, you get that one. Don't worry. Uh, can I make don't... my one joke of? Anyway, Wario Lemieux. That's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. That'd be better. <laughs> better. better that be better, better than hockey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it incorporated Warrior
1: Wario. Yeah, his most recent one. His most recent one is about um, how for his birthday every year he likes to uh, gather a bunch of friends to go sample um,
2: like food that's bad for you. For a day and like Travis? have a nice little treat. <laughs> Travis. The column is in praise of pigging out. Once a year won't hurt, might help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, that's one of the, the ones they, they, they were like we'll let that out year. from behind the paywall. They're like the people can homeless issue on subway streets or parking lots is vexing America. College athletes jumping school should skip the teary goodbyes. <sighs> At what point yeah, do that's... agency failures add up to something we can't ignore? Women's basketball feud shows grace in sports is disappearing.
3: This mm-hmm. guy has such Mickey Whether really
2: here energy. or in Haiti, being terrorized by crime is no way to live. He, he runs ranking, an orphanage in Haiti. That's like his big, big thing. Ranking airports. Does a waterfall make up for that long line? <laughs> 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 hey, people love the water fountain thing at DCW. Complexity made beautiful. This is Burt Bacharach's musical legacy. <laughs> oh, man. Chat GPT is smart, fast, and easy.
1: All the reasons you should be wary. <laughs> <laughs> he had one several years ago that was him freaking out about the concept of Uber because, like, not of, like, what horrible things Uber was actually doing, but because he couldn't fathom, like, giving your credit card information to, like, a a company over the phone. Like, just a a lot of, like, very
2: basic, like, old-person paranoia. Just two more for me here. Um, Of course, you know, a classic Christmas poem set in Lion's Pentameter. And um, (laughs) ghosts of past, present, and future issue ominous warning for Jews.
3: (laughs) What? That can't be real. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the last one there. (laughs) That's right underneath, with Jared Goff firmly in charge, Lion's face, new reality,
3: contending... (laughs) And, okay, want to talk about his most recent one, Travis?
1: Oh, uh, that really was all there was to it. Is just a full column that's like, I like to eat a bunch of dessert on my birthday, but we don't we, but like to do it well, we don't like binge it. We go around town and we sample different things. We don't eat like a whole portion of anything.
2: So you read the whole column?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> if it's free, <laughs> I'm gonna read the Mitch column. <laughs> you are free to spite consume you have to keep tabs on your enemies <laughs> uh also
1: he's also he's a picket crosser um that's a thing when
3: when we're all fucking fifty two or whatever and he dies can we can we can we come together and have a bit of a party in Detroit? Can like <laughs> fa- can we like party at Paul's or something
1: yeah my parents don't like Mitch either particularly like my dad my dad occasionally was like oh, this one's all right but mostly you read. Uh, no one likes everyone it. that's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rest to the episode. <laughs> this is so. During. I used to read everyone. <laughs> Hold on. Hold I used to read yeah, everyone
2: and then offer my take on it. <laughs> Why? We're getting you. We have to get you the free best subscription. For do you your know how many people I do know do back it. in Michigan
1: who like I've run into things and are like I'm so glad that you also hate Mitch Album this much. Like this has been huge for me Travis. following like your posts on Mitch Album. <laughs> Travis.
2: Is there any other active writer who you consume this much?
1: I mean, like on sites that I actually like read regularly. Yeah, like I like every Drew single McGarry, one that you can. Drew McGarry, you read Tom every Bryan. Drew McGarry article. The ones that are on Defector. I don't read his SF Gate ones, but I read his Defector ones. I read most things Tom Bryan writes.
2: Most is not all. You read every. Well, it's harder to keep track out. if if you write one thing a week. I just want
1: it know. It's very difficult to get into the site. You read Elmer, on you you site and you
2: write a ton of things. I'm just, <laughs> i just being clear. Do you read all of his columns, Tom Bryan's columns? I read every number
1: ones, okay. and I read the Let the Roundup Begin's. Okay, uh, I, don't, I didn't now. read I would, his like thing about being emotional at a Taylor Swift show because I could not possibly give a shit. But uh, I read now. But the other if stuff.
2: Mitch Albom wrote a thing about getting emotional
1: at a Taylor oh, Swift I'd be costume, so eating be that up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to know.
2: People you like, you're like, I don't want to know this. But he you is the guy them, like I showing I up at my, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd be showing up at my biggest hater's funeral, I'd do that for him, even though I am his biggest hater, I'd be the one that's that's there to see you just know who I am.
2: I just I I used to
1: to comment when Free Press had comments open like that they they stopped doing that online.
2: So I'm really glad that this podcast is brought to you by Eater's number one reply guy, Matt Ciani, (laughs) and Mitch Album's number one (laughs) hater, Travis Martin. (laughs) I miss Matt when your Twitter presence was just tweeting at Eater, no. They ask so many questions in
1: headlines. They do. (laughs) There's (laughs) a sentence of his that that I'll never forget, which is when he wrote about... um, the double standard that was shown when people complained about that time Jim Harbaugh took a shirt off in practice. Do you remember that the iconic <laughs> photo of shirtless Jim Harbaugh holding a football? I do. Uh, yeah, and photo. there's just a line was in there that was just always it. stuck with me, which is, I just thought it was as, silly. as youths we used to yank our tops off with abandon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can you remember? Can you remember any of the Hemingway that you had to read in school? Or uh, uh, any lines like by Didion?
1: <laughs> yeah. I really haven't a read single- much Didion. Um, <laughs> okay. So that was just, what I meant to Travis more than
3: I did. was born to hate. Born to I hate. Know.
2: <laughs> I know. World is a fuck. This is everything. It's all just being laid out in this one. Like, as I said, this is the rest of the episode. Fuck eight simple rules. It was worth watching to have this, like, moment here. <laughs> just. Anyway, this
1: all leads to my question of do we think that Paul writes for the free press or for the news and does he run it does he know Mitch album personally because the, he's a Detroit sports writer he probably does he probably thinks Mitch album is like a big diva if I had to but guess. also this W Bruce Cameron guy seems like a sub Mitch album level columnist for writing this thing and the fucking dog sure. blank like this the same genre of thing yeah and he's from Petoskey which is not Detroit it's up in up north yeah um,
2: yeah, but Mitch Album, like yeah. you know, grew up elsewhere, didn't he?
1: Yeah, Mitch Album's from New Jersey and got started yeah. in Florida, um, but he's been a Detroit mainstay for like forty years. But I was just saying that because I wonder if the if Bruce Cameron's if that's why the show is set in suburban Detroit because there's no particular reason for any specific setting it may have. But well, I, I, I bet like you know, he's possibly they moved to Detroit just as he was born in Petoskey. On Wikipedia doesn't
2: say where he lives. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's probably something like that. And also just like, you know, with the book, they were just like, oh yeah, you know, Detroit. I I mean, that's the fun thing. I uh, kind of, uh, I, one thing I love is um, uh, since sitcoms are all shot on fucking, you know, studios, backlots and shit like that, when they just kind of seemingly like, just grab like a dart and throw it at the map. And they're like, all right, these characters live here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like so many of them are just like, you have, you know, of course, you have tons of like, you know, theoretically New York based one, but ones, but then you just have tons of shows where it's like, oh yeah, you know, we uh, we picked a random Midwestern city, and we're never going to go there, but we're going to tell you it's there.
0: Mm-hmm. Here yeah. we go,
2: you know, because uh, it's funnier that way.
0: I mean, that was Mary Tyler Moore with Minneapolis, right? Even though it was like still yeah, exactly. iconically Minneapolis, like that was a big deal that it was there. Yeah, that
1: at least had like the themes, the you know the opening theme where they go through Minneapolis and stuff. I yeah. don't think it's simple rules. Like as I had no idea as someone who grew up there uh, that this show was set in the Detroit area at all. And like Detroit media will write fawningly about any show that is set there. Yeah, uh, many people claim that they miss Detroit One Eight Seven, the cop show with Michael Imperioli, the last of one season. People people cared about um, that thing.
2: Uh, as Low a, Winter as Sun. A, as a yeah, I was as a resident of Columbus, Ohio, I miss, of course, um uh family ties and um that Jim Carrey show uh that <laughs> was uh with uh Michelle Gondry, you know the one. <laughs> no, I no, don't
3: no idea what that was. um
2: It w- it came out only a couple years ago. Um kidding. Kidding, kidding where he was what? where it was uh where Jim Carrey was like Mr. Rogers
3: oh that was not called
2: kidding. what a horrifying alternate world that was would it? be if Jim Carrey yeah. was like Mr. Rogers I remember
3: Jim Carrey being Mr. Rogers but I don't remember the yeah it's the
2: show that. where he's like Mr. Rogers but he's depressed yeah so it's like I, the personal I, crisis Yeah, I remember thing. I remember yeah.
3: that show yeah
2: yeah because it was it was it's Michelle Gondry so it's like oh it's the it's the um Eternal Sunshine team they're recreate they're reuniting and stuff like that and I think like I no one's talked about oh yeah 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 okay Kidding? Yes. Set in Columbus, Ohio, of course. Uh, Mr. Pickles. Gondry directed like half the first season. Like stew? It went two seasons, so we can't do it on here. The second season, the premiere is called The Cleanest Liver in Columbus, Ohio. Let me tell you, folks. I don't know the person who has that. Folks.
1: Folks. All right. Would you guys watch more? Eight Simple Rules? And would that depend on if John Ritter had lived or not? Uh, um, no and no.
0: And to phrase it no. a different way. My feeling while I was watching this was just
1: shoot me. <laughs> Folks, that's what we call transition because to make up for the loss of John Ritter, they brought in uh, <sighs> Hollywood legend James Garner as well as comedy legend David Spade. Uh, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I was gonna powerhouse. say co-parenting James, the kids James Garner who rocks and we'll be an all star when we when we're like fuck it, let's just do it already, uh, and uh, cover you know um, uh, Maverick, <laughs> and just get all of our the jokes. The Rockford off. Files, whatever. We could do Rockford Files. You're right. My <sighs> mom, I think, is the person I know who was like, that show's great. I think my dad is also a fan.
3: David Spade plays David Spade, but as a teacher. Is he their cousin? A teacher and a veteran. Yes. Yes. She is. He's a veteran's nephew.
2: So he is their cousin. Yeah, he's the kid's cousin.
3: So yeah. okay, here's a question: How old was Bridget supposed to be in the first episode?
1: Well, if this is season three, then let's say she was fifteen or sixteen in the first episode.
3: I guess. I guess they leave it blank because <laughs> they want to have seasons.
1: Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco was
2: like eighteen, if that helps. It's it's oh. weird that there is an entire school that skips, like yeah. senior skip day. Se- yes, sure.
1: exactly. Yeah, but whole school an no, entire school. The whole school doing the prank, yeah, that's that's unheard of.
3: Also, three kids in high school, that's rough. Yeah. I have nothing to say about this show. Um, <laughs> Katie has a new love, and it's the principal.
1: She's fucking the principal, played by Adam Arkin. And yeah, it's a big secret that she drove him to the airport and got Cinnabon. Cinnabon.
3: There are a lot of Cinnabon jokes. Cinnamon buns.
1: I will forever associate those with a Louis C. K. bit. Don't do uh, it. Don't so. don't do it.
3: <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna I fucking actually, start actually, on that and I don't. actually don't know this bit.
2: It's the one where he talks about being so fucking fat that he gets Cinnabon at the airport he arrived at. And he calls he, the, he calls the, the
0: glaze the hot cum yeah. classic. Jim Gaffigan also Pretty did a great, funny. great twenty-five minutes on Cinnabon. <laughs>
2: I really the like that Gaffigan was like, I
3: fucking carved out my space. Yeah. I really don't mind that Gaffigan does only food based humor. It uh, rocks he's like, I got a I got a lane. Yeah, I want a lane. Give me a lane.
2: By all accounts he's a very a nice lane. man. I would love though if he was fucking cutthroat about it. Like if somebody else made like <laughs> Like if you like when Pat Oswalt did, food did food the whole based, um the famous, famous bowl. bowl thing. If like fucking If Gaffigan like <laughs> sent
0: somebody to break his legs. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Gaffigan was like, "Stay in your fucking lane, you little nerd." You talk about George, goddamn Lucas, okay? And just like fully knocking down the door. I, would, I
1: personally would love if Gaffigan became a cancel culture guy. If he was the next person who was like, "College just won't have me because I'm too subversive." Good bit uh, actually is him being
2: a cancel culture guy, but still maintaining the no. same material.
1: Yeah, uh, I this this episode provoked me to write a question in my notes which was do the actors and writers on hack sitcoms like this genuinely think what they're making is funny or are Mm. they just like it's a living and this is how i can do it and and to pay the bills for
2: my real passion or whatever
1: that's i think
2: they're probably mostly a kind of it's on a living sort of crowd i think some people are like oh we have fun on set like are people losing it at the table reads for this no
1: definitely not
2: i think they smile i think you think they smile they smile? Yeah. I don't think they smile. I think they're like, "Oh, that's nice." I didn't have a I didn't have I glower a I didn't have the, the best slides. time
3: <laughs> watching the show. But do, do I think John Ritter would be kind of a fun dad to have? Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to have him as dad. I'd use him as an auxiliary dad if I was offered. Who is your number one pick for auxiliary dad? Anyone in the world? Oh gosh, What's I just th- I had my perfect answer, but he died like pretty recently. What is his name? Ed. Ed Asner? No, that can't be it. His name probably is just isn't Ed. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad of the
1: lead, with of, how the, the lead guys. of the TV show Ed, which we will do one day.
3: No, he was in all the fucking Best in Show type movies. Fred Willard. Ed
1: Bagley Jr
3: is alive. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he said Fred Willard. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Fred, so Fred and we'll give it to you.
3: Fred Willard um, would have been my auxiliary dad pick. Hmm. Uh, but at this, you point, come home sad from something, and he goes, "What happened? What happened?" Oh, you know what? I'd take Patty. I'd take Patty Warbucks. I'd take. Uh, Pat <laughs> you actually War. just want you just want Brock. <laughs> you just want to be the cousin of the
1: most recent The Bachelor.
3: I just want to be on the show Rules of Engagement. That's what I hey, want. Just I want.
2: a horny little guy. <laughs> I wish I had a Patrick Warburton impression. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not what you're bad. You're doing is pretty alright. Yeah, there. I got I got four
1: minutes left, folks. Just so you know. Okay, hang on. It's most happens. They steal a they steal a dang goat. They steal. Woo! It's a they steal wild a goat, wild everyone. Day. They steal a goat okay. that we definitely get to see, right? Yeah, yeah. we do see it's a goat. It's in a tiger costume. Yeah. Oh. In the back seat of the car. Yeah. I guess
2: I forgot that part because I think of the whole thing with the goat being upstairs. That yeah. was later, yeah.
1: So that's where I was like, right, yeah, they well, the never goat, showed the, the goat. goat. Uh, Adam Arkin keeps trying to do sort of phone sex where he's talking about punishing Kate's nephew, which is weird now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, only now. It's
1: weird in a way that, in a different way than I was initially, like, okay, like, I get the joke of, like, him doing mild principal punishments or whatever uh, on him, because they all work at the school now. All
4: uh,
2: it, like, she's the it's school nurse, and he's a teacher. The and
4: yeah,
2: yeah, there easy, is no yeah. greater tradition in the history of sitcoms than pretty quickly suddenly it's like, oh, we all work here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> like, true. everyone works at the cafe, or everyone works at the bar, or whatever. Like, they're all there. Like, I remember New Girl has it where suddenly it's like, yeah, he owns the bar, and, like, two of the guys, all, they, they all just work here, so we can always hang out at the bar, but some of them can be working. Uh, Anyway, do we have more to well, Matt's leaving. Do we have more to say
1: about the final episode of Eight super Rules? Oh, do that we? We talked yeah, like two can, minutes.
0: There was a really good teacher who comes out of the teachers' lounge, uh, looking like a classic. Oh like, yeah, that's kind of older guy. That dude's animal. a great. um,
1: That actor is a great guy who appears in one episode of every show ever. Uh-huh. Um, I cannot remember his name. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Pretty pretty bleak.
2: You want to talk about the? There. um, you want to talk about the uh, the movie that James Garner is in, uh, because Walter Matthau was uh, too sick to be in, so it was going to basically be grumpy old men, but they were going to be the presidents? Anyone want to talk about that one with me?
3: Um, I don't know that I know how to talk about the thing that you just
1: said. <laughs> I don't know. Did we want to talk about more of the career of David Spade? Did you want to talk about uh, uh, fucking... I mean, I the, do, the One of the plot, the whole plot element is she doesn't we know how to talk tell about, her kids about she's dating about the principal, it. and then she does, and then he's like, "I got offered a job in New York, but I don't know if I'm going to take it because of We're the people." And then she's on the
2: phone, and she's like, "Will you please take me to New York with you?" And she's
3: like, "Can we what? talk about?"
2: And he's like, "Will you bang please bang take theory. me to New York with you? I want to, I want to come. It's your turn." It's your turn. How did big Matt theory. leave? And then Stephen was like. <laughs> that was all of the energy that was holding my body apart. Oh my gosh, I
3: really did. I really did lose it. Huh? <laughs> you fucking cratered um, the moment Matt left. Uh, he, he he's he's my anchor. He's my he's my Matt's your constant, lifekeeper. as we've always been saying. My, Matt Matt, you know what Matt might be my constant. He's a bit constant, constantly fucking up Tuesdays on CBS. I
2: mean, Steven's already. We've we've had the Spade convo, I guess, earlier. I know you' have, have more him, opinions on um, David Spade. to combo. I said I might hey be oh. the David Spade defender,
1: but I, even then, like hey it's just I kind of oh. addressed it in that moment. As far as the '90s bad boys of SNL or whatever, I mean he's certainly better than Rob Schneider. Yes, but uh, worse than Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, or Chris Farley. Yeah, well, of course I do like I did like him on Weekend Update. Yeah, he's good he, for that because he's
2: his whole thing is I'm, is that he's snarky. Yeah, it he's got a smarminess to him. That's yeah, that's good. Which is why I understand why Steven was like, what if what if he was played by Kieran Culkin? Because, yeah, you know, we all watch Succession here. Hey, you know what? This is what I'm, I'm going to sure do. sure that we'll be eligible by the time that this episode comes out. Uh, what if we did that? That would be... <laughs> I mean, be, be next week. What if we just picked Succession? If, if <laughs> you had picked Succession and it was like, we can't record until after Sunday of next week. Incredible move, honestly.
3: Um, yeah, I don't no. feel—I don't feel like recording for a while. I'm gonna pick a show that ends in two months. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> he's
2: bested us. Um, no, this is gonna be a sealed envelope. I don't fucking care. Uh, what do you think happens at the end of Succession? This is w- Welcome to The Ringer. Um, we're just making this podcast. Uh, and maybe we'll see if uh, this ends up in the show and we can see how wrong we were. In yeah, exactly. I, I think I this is talking. a fun thing with the delayed is that we can now start doing these frozen envelope. Yeah, well, true.
1: definitely no one gets what they want. I think that one's clear. I'm not sure I buy into the like Greg becomes the new CEO th- like that feels no, a little too much of that like feels a that feels
3: that would be that would be what would happen if the showrunners of Game of Thrones ran it <laughs> be like uh, Greg I was be going broken. to
1: say the showrunners of Veep but it is people that worked on Veep so
3: <laughs> like it could um, but it doesn't it doesn't
1: fit the the tone exactly
3: yeah I don't know it is like I'm impressed because. I was talking to somebody about this earlier. I'm really impressed because at the beginning of season four, my thought was, this makes sense. This is perfect. One more season of this, no problem. They're ending it on their terms, and it doesn't really need any more. And, and at nine episodes into the season, I'm like, wait, they're ending it? This sucks, <laughs> which really is just a credit to them. Yeah, where you're like, "This is,
2: oh, this is good. And it's ending, and the final episode will be on Max. I hate that. I do hate the fact that I can't cancel HBO Max before it becomes Max.
3: It would be interesting if it was, like, Seinfeld. and they That went to jail? but white-collar prison?
2: I, yeah. I would love if the last episode is, like, they're doing the shareholder meeting, they called it all, and instead of getting any resolution, just, like, FBI comes in, fucking, you know, like... Yeah, they got yeah, the yeah. jackets on, they got the papers up and it just is like, they're getting raided and then just <laughs> cut the black again. I wanted to cut the black. I, it's been 20 years. We need another cut to black. Let's piss some people off.
3: Yeah, I, I could also see like, you know, Wisconsin recounted Jimenez wins. Jimenez goes after ATN. ATN, like... Yeah. Like, like they don't have to have it all be in a day.
2: Well, every, ep- every single one has been, this season has been a day. Yeah, no it's just been, a w- it's just been one, one week. I thought it was
3: just the last few. I thought it was just the last few that have been a day.
2: but No, um, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure every episode has spanned just one day.
1: I thought it's been like two weeks maybe, but at most.
3: Oh, no, they had the, a break. They had a break from the, like flying and stuff. Yeah, they might. But the episodes Certainly since
1: Logan died, it's been very compressed.
3: Yes, it has.
2: But um, yeah, so I think yeah if this, yeah if this is it, I would love it if it was just like nobody <laughs> they get some comeuppance. I I uh, do not think that uh, Roman will be killed by the horde of protesters, but uh, you know, be kind of cool. All right,
1: am I am I picking now? Yeah. We- yeah. So uh, I thought yeah, about a few Travis, things for we this week. week. I've been mulling some things over. Um, I thought about how this latest bit that we were doing was absolutely fucking terrible. So I thought about just picking a really mean choice. <laughs> um, and then I thought about doing what I've been, then I thought about doing what I've been sitting on for a while that like, it's going to, it is, he picked it's on apprentice. deck.
3: He picked apprentice uh, of sense. No.
1: Uh, Shameless. But ultimately I was like, what if I should pick something that I think we will have fun losing our minds over and we're going to do God friended me. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh, 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 oh
2: there we go. <laughs> I was like something that. fun. Three. <laughs> something fun. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh God friended me. <laughs> uh I don't know much. I do remember the ads. I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. Tell me
2: everything you know about God me starting
3: now. Uh, God Friended Me was a TV show, uh, you guys always name it network, so I'm going to do it, CBS, uh, and uh, it's about some guy who, uh, oh really, cool, it's about some guy who uh, lost touch with his faith, and then he gets a text message, or, or an app, me- Facebook message from God, who starts telling him things about how to be a better person, and he reconnects with his Faith via and that's time apps.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a Facebook friend request. That's why it's God-friended me uh, for sure. Um, Frankly, it sounds like Mitchel came up with it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna induct an all-star. I'm pretty sure
3: we usually do at this point. We've yeah, but I, I think yeah.
2: the I think the main guy was also on Search Party. This is it. This is, yes, he was.
1: He was the black guy on Search Party. He is a, a surprising all-star for the, as far as pairing of shows. I feel.
3: The 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 one who's the main girl's ex?
2: Yeah. Mm. Who then works for the, like the political campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to explore Godfriended Me. Um <laughs> that's gonna be delightful. That's gonna be extremely fun, I think. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean we love shows like that because, you know, as as Matt you and I once said, the best episode is um Once Upon a Time. And yeah. I hope that Godfriended me has certain levels of that. Yeah. What if God was one of us? What if he <laughs> friended one of us?
1: What if God was getting his news from Facebook?
2: <laughs> I bet he is.
1: Probably is.
2: Or she. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call it there. This was As You Know. Thank you, as always, to you, the listener, for, for listening to that. And I hope you enjoyed our Succession Frozen envelope. I hope you can la- look back and laugh, because I do love... When we can have moments like on this podcast, where I say things like "Don't worry, the Cavs are deaf coming back to this," and when I, <laughs> and when I remembered that, I felt terrible. But yeah. Um. Anyways, also congrats to the uh, Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, right? For their for their dual
1: four four game comebacks. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to the writers of the NBA for.
2: <laughs> I don't know if this is for rigged for that. ratings or for money. Thanks as always to you. Come back next week for God-Friended (laughs) Meat. See y'all there.